0: You're listening to From the Friars podcast from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Welcome all of you. Happy New Year what a blessing to be here together this evening huh to gather in god's house and to pray uh, in a time when um, prayer is really desperately needed and we had the beautiful season of advent preparing ourselves to celebrate christmas and we had christmas which lasted for several days and then we had the epiphany kind of another part of christmas commemorating the arrival of the magi the uh the manger and And then today uh, we have the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which really brings the Christmas season to an end. Um, And it all fits together kind of beautifully. So on Monday, we begin what's called ordinary time. (laughs) Back to ordinary time. So here we are at the very end of the Christmas season, the mystery of the Lord's baptism. Um, There are a number of things happening in uh, today's feast day we recall this event that happened that really marked the beginning of Jesus's public ministry you know he lived a very ordinary life there in Nazareth until he was around 30 years old around that time Saint Joseph had passed away and then his cousin John the Baptist appeared in the desert a voice crying out make prepare the way of the Lord and he was baptizing people in the Jordan River <clears throat> for the forgiveness of their sins. And that became, um, it seems to have been a sign for Jesus that it was, it was time for him to begin his public ministry. Remember, John the Baptist was the friend of the bridegroom. And he said, I'm not the Messiah, I'm not the Christ. I'm the friend of the bridegroom. And I prepare the way for the coming of the one whose sandals you are not worthy to untie. Um, and here is this event has anyone here ever been to the Holy Land, to the Jordan River? So am um, I the only one here? Okay, you get to be jealous of me, okay? You get an opportunity to do, to do that pilgrimage. You could also look it up on Google Earth. There's all kinds of wonderful photos of the place where it happened. It's about five miles north of the Dead Sea there on the Jordan River. And uh, we had an opportunity to go there on pilgrimage and to, you can't get rebaptized again. There's only one baptism, but you can do um, a renewal of your baptism. Sometimes at the beginning of Mass and the priest does the penitential rite and he goes up and down the aisles with the holy water. It's kind of like a renewal of baptism. So you can do that there. And um, it's such a, a beautiful and mysterious thing. And uh, there are a lot of, um, there's a lot going on in this event. On the one hand I could uh, give you a sermon on the Holy Trinity. This is the very first moment when the fullness of God was revealed. One God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You hear the voice of the Father. You see Jesus the Son and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. There are a few other places where the Most Holy Trinity will be manifest. This is one of them. This also marks the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. Right after this, he's going to go into the desert for 40 days of prayer and fasting, and then he begins his public ministry, preaching and healing And um, so it's really a bit of a, what's the word on a lever, a fulcrum for Jesus's ministry. But uh, I want to focus in on one thing that really becomes important for us as followers of Jesus. Um, I want to talk about our baptism. What we see in Jesus kind of helps us to understand what happened to us. Anyone here remember their own baptism? You were all baptized as babies. Okay, I was baptized at seven years old. I was a pagan baby till then, okay? I remember my baptism. And um, I love doing baptisms, especially for those of you who were baptized when you were infants, you probably don't remember, but when you attend the baptism, usually of a baby, you get to see and hear the ritual of the church surrounding that sacrament to, to remember again what baptism is all about and you know Baptism is the first sacrament. If you haven't received baptism, you can't receive any other sacrament. Baptism is the very, just as Jesus' public ministry began with his baptism, so for us, the life of God's grace begins with baptism. It's the very first one. And in in some ways, you could say that all the other sacraments that you'll ever uh, participate in for the rest of your life build upon baptism. Baptism in the... the, uh, teachings of like the early church fathers talked about it as the door through which you enter God's house, God's family, the door through which God's grace, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within you as in, as in a temple. Um, very beautiful. And there are a few rituals connected. Obviously, there's the pouring of the water and the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, um, the most holy trinity. Um, We believe that original sin is washed away. Sin is washed away. You're filled with His grace, with the Holy Spirit. You're adopted as sons and daughters in Jesus, the eternal Son. And um, there is a candle that's given. Usually the Paschal candle is there. and There's a a little prayer, you light the candle and you give the candle usually to the godparents who receive it on behalf of the baby. Receive the light of Christ. Very, uh, a symbol, very rich in meaning. But then there's this other thing and that's what i just want to mention tonight there is the giving of a white garment the giving of a white garment usually it's a little imagine a little baby at their christening they have a beautiful white kind of baptismal garment on but there's a little garment that's given and there's a prayer that's prayed when this little white garment's given in the early church It seems like in the very early church they would strip naked, go down into the Jordan River, be dunked three times and come out and there'd be this white baptismal garment symbolizing the new life in Christ. And there's a prayer that accompanies this garment. And that prayer just so deeply stirs me. Every time I do a baptism, you know, you're looking at the little baby and you're placing the white white garment and there's a quote from the letter of St. Paul where he says, Be clothed in Christ. And then you say that this white garment symbolizes the life of grace. And then you say a prayer for the death of the baby somewhere in the future. May you bring this garment unstained to your heavenly reward. And uh, boy, that just really gets me. And you have the baby and you're wondering who is this baby going to be? What are they going to do? There's this mystery of the future. But there is that moment of death that's waiting for everyone. And uh, I want to draw um some conclusions from that prayer that ritual um if what we do this is interesting what we do in our in our rituals in our ceremonies as catholics right we're very sacramental what we do that what you see and what you hear in the sacraments they they're there to be like a sign pointing to something you know the bread and the wine in the eucharist the oil at um Confirmation, the water at baptism. But even this little white garment becomes a a, a visible sign that's telling us something that's happening invisibly in the soul. And you can imagine that at the moment of your baptism is the beginning of the life of grace. I want you to imagine that as you live your life and as you go through um, whatever it is you go through in your life, Um, It's like weaving a garment. Sometimes in holy iconography, you'll see um, little Blessed Mother with her mother Saint Anne with like a loom, and they're 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 uh, doing the spindle to get thread. And then there's the the you've seen people work on a loom where they're making a garment. And uh, I think that 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 ritual of the church in baptism says something to us about what it means that each one of us spiritually somehow in our soul. As we're participating in God's grace, there is a garment, a spiritual garment, that is being woven. So every sacrament that you participate in, you go to confession, you receive absolution, you come to Holy Mass, and you receive Jesus truly present in the Holy Eucharist. When you say your prayers, um, when you do a ministry of charity and mercy, there's an increase of grace in your soul. And it's almost as if we could imagine like a prayer image to help us to understand what does this mean it's like the the knitting or weaving of a garment and uh this is something that happens you imagine sometimes time is talked about as a thread right like the thread of time and you it's it's woven and every day that goes by you're weaving it, my niece is weaving a, a blanket right now which she's crocheting, and it, it grows and it builds. And just as you go through your life, imagine all these things that you experience, all these things you go through contribute to the thread that comes as you weave a, a garment that's very particular to you. And at the moment of your death, sometimes their euphemism for death is when the weaver cuts the last thread, right? I think that's in the Psalms. You come before the God, and you, and you have the content of your life and it's almost somehow symbolized by this garment of grace that's been growing that you've been knitting through your life and uh you know the bible does talk quite a lot about the, the angels and the saints having this garment right it says you wash the garment white in the blood of the lamb and it's the baptismal garment it's the wedding garment right the life in heaven is described as the wedding banquet of the lamb and you have to wear the wedding garment. There's something there, right? It's sacramental, it's symbolic, it has a sign value, and it's there to help us to maybe understand a little better what it means to live a life of grace, what it means to have the life of Jesus alive inside of us. Isn't that beautiful? I find that so beautiful and moving. So at the moment of your baptism, this this, uh, grace that was given, been growing and developing as you go through your life and i think the more that um the more that we're aware of that the more we understand a little better the more maybe we cooperate with what god is doing you know it's a question i love to ask people when i meet with them for spiritual direction like what is god doing in your life what is the lord saying to you right now in the reality of what you're going through Give us this day our daily bread, right? The Lord, He meets us every day, whatever we're going through. And it's so unique and particular, right? For each one of us. And we have the ability, and I love this, we have the ability to cooperate and to grow in grace. It's not just a matter of being on the nice list or the naughty list, like Santa Claus. It's not like that. It's not just a matter of being saved or being damned, it's a matter of growing growing in grace, growing in virtue, growing in love, allowing Jesus to grow in us. And uh, that's what I believe this little baptismal garment represents. That's what it symbolizes. That's what we celebrate on this feast day, which is the ending of the Christmas season. The baptism of the Lord reminding us what happened to us at our baptism and that everything that's happening in our life builds on baptism. What began at baptism is now continuing, and it will be brought to completion on the day of our death. So um, let us be ready. Let us be ready so that when the Lord calls, that we may come to his open arms and giving him thanks for everything we went through in this life and all the opportunities to grow in his love. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. You can follow us on social media at CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you and Merry Christmas.